What's up, everybody? And welcome to Spark Theater Company's The Ghost Light Sessions, a new podcast that's going to delve into the backstage inner workings of Spark Theater Company. I am Caleb Brooks, the artistic director here at Spark, and I can't wait to take you on a journey and tell you everything that happens here. We'll talk to some of our directors and staff and students, and you get a, a glimpse of all the things that happen in studio, not just on the stage. This week, I got to talk to our summer directors. We had a full summer season of five shows, and some of our alumni came back and were able to direct those shows and I get to sit down with them and ask them some questions about what they've learned and what they took away from this summer. What's up gamers? <laughs> <laughs> hey gang. Alright, so uh, I haven't really planned what I'm going to ask so we're just going to be off the cuff. So Let's first, go. we're Thanks. just going to go around and introduce yourself, any pertinent information you feel that they need to know about you share that so I'm Caleb the artistic director at Spark Theater Company I'm Dalton Causey I di I've directed Red I'm Pete Spencer I heck directed everything uh, and I'm Graham Butler and I directed I and you by Lauren Henderson yeah so this summer we had an idea to try and produce five shows in one summer uh, five you know, full-length Pulitzer award-winning, like, show shows. Um, now, also this summer, we've done our camps for our younger kids and our um, teenage kids, and, and they had the opportunity to go off and do other camps and stuff, but I really like the idea that we're doing, like, legit college, next-level theater for these students who are interested in pushing themselves to that uh, and so we're working with some 15, 14 uh, year olds who are going to be able to have a resume that blows what your guys' resume was going in the yeah. out of the water, yeah. you know? Yeah. Totally. So, like, to have, you know, an INU or a RED on your resume at 16 uh, is, is, is crazy. So um, let's just go around and, and talk about... Um, uh, I know this might not be everyone's first show they've directed, um, but it might be the first show of, of this, I don't know, stature, magnitude, um, non-junior, you know, uh, show. So what is something that uh, you learned and what is something uh, that, that you already expected? I think something that I learned is that my standard for what I want to do is a mile and a half higher than anyone else's a part of the show or watching the show. So like every little thing that I am worried about, the audience will have no idea. So it's kind of like one of those situations where you've got to learn how to kill your babies. Um, and I kind of had to do that to begin with um, at Red. Um, obviously we lost Ben and so that was a bit, he's not, we didn't lose Ben. He's right. still, yeah. Ben um, had to step out. Ben had to step out. Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of when you decide to make a play a collaborative thing and not just I'm going to direct this, then it becomes, you know, not just you directing it. It's this thrown in and this thrown in and this thrown in. So it's a, a big collage of all these other people and not just your mind, but you're kind of guiding it. So I thought that was very fun. Never done that really. I've directed once on this island junior like four years ago at spark that's obviously different because you're working with young kids so you're really 
more like corralling them instead of putting out your artistic vision. Whereas like this, like behind us, the red set is like what I would want to do. Like if I, I think I directed the show the way I would want to direct a show and it's like, I'm very proud of it. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely learned, this is the first full length script that I've gotten to work on of this caliber, kind of like we were talking about. I've done like little snippets and 10 minute cuts for different projects or whatever from other really good like Pulitzer winning scripts. But um, taking INU, so like what I what I really learned was if you get a good enough script, it'll kind of just tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. Not even not even stage directions. If you just the script, if the dialogue is there, it'll carry you the whole way through, and you can just lean into the playwright's vision and their writing, and you don't have to subvert the writing because you should never be subverting the writing. Um, and so that was probably the biggest kind of thing I learned and developed in myself was like oh you can let elements of the work do the work for you that was really cool yeah and, and both of you I mean um, and, and Alex Jeffers couldn't be here today um, and he directed the wolves this summer and all three of those scripts are just masterfully mm-hmm. written yeah. I mean just like we could sit down and read the scripts and and somebody would be moved by just the words on the page and uh, I think it's really cool um, watching uh, all three of you and and Jackson couldn't be here too he he directed Greater Tuna which is totally way different than than the other shows (laughs) but I love the fact that we were able to do you know a funky uh, southern comedy as well with all of this stuff and kind of show that you know everything is theater um, but I, I really I, I thought from an outsider's perspective how interesting it was all four of you kind of a- attacked your pieces differently I mean nobody n- nobody attacked it incorrectly but I thought it was very interesting to watch um, Dalton's process Graham's process Alex's process Jackson's process um, because they are so unique to you and also um, Knowing that that you four um, all got a, a lot of your theater background came from the same company, you know, like together. you guys were, we were all, all together. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I love is that we were all together doing the same stuff, doing the same stuff. But you were looking at it this way. You were looking at it this mm-hmm. way. You're looking at it this way. So when you go off, and we have Jackson who's at Auburn. We have Alex who is at Manhattan School of Music. We have Dalton at Alabama. We have Graham at Troy. So you go to these four separate places from the same spot, and then you take the different views, and you come back to this spot, and you all create great shows with a completely different map. And I thought that was really cool. I think that also goes with... um, like, if you were to compare me to the other people at my school, directing stuff, it's different. It's like everyone is going to find the things that work for them in their own process. I v- highly doubt that you direct just like everyone at yeah. Alabama. No, yeah. you have your own thing. Yeah. Uh, you pull elements and you learn things at school that um, inform your work, but it's it's very different. Um, from I, I don't know anyone who does it exactly like I do where I go to school. I pull, there's, there were some upperclassmen who I've pulled elements from along the way who directed me that really worked and I really enjoyed. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Pate, you also had uh, a different perspective uh, because uh, me and you have been here to be kind of the support staff for the show. Um, were you? Did you notice th- what I was just talking about? How every show was was had a very different brain. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, things I enjoyed, like from Graham, is that Graham is really enjoys being like in there while directing. It's it's not very much a he can sit across the room and direct. He likes to be. He likes to know kind of the feeling of what's going on while he directs it. Uh, while Dalton has just a really big, like, creative view that his directing style is very much explaining everything that's in his head in very detailed fashion, usually. So it's really interesting seeing everyone's different point of views, and it's been really fun working in this room, because the first, like, shows that we've really done in here, so having just the limitations and what we can do in here has been great. Yeah, I think it, I mean, it goes back to... Um, like like your vision, you know, like Dalton was saying, killing his babies. Everybody starts with this. Hey, I'm directing X, which and I have these grandiose ideas, and I want yeah. this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Um, and then it all boils down to, hey, somebody after the show told me that this show really really affected them, and that and that right there is way better than what my initial idea was to spend a thousand dollars on a show and this and and, you know we ended up spending barely anything for any of these shows but um you know i know that after i and you multiple people oh wow you know oh Mm -hmm. wow i didn't know that was amazing caught me off guard unbelievable after the wolves people go up and be like that was amazing because the wolves is very unique writing style. Oh yeah, I thought it was the best. It was. It's in my top five at Spark, and it's, it's a summer show that we did yeah. here yeah. in a yeah. low budget, and it was amazing. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Necessity's only budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. is Absolutely. a small. This is technically the smallest budget I've ever had to work with. Yeah, technically, and I would say it's the most elaborate set. Oh, and my yeah. favorite set that I've done. Your set yeah. was so immersive. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you walked in and you you would sit here. Uh, like five minutes and you no longer felt like you're in this room I mean I'm in this room more than any other room in my mm-hmm. life and you sit there for five minutes and you're like I am not in this room anymore yeah. mm-hmm. um, and even the wolves felt like that you know you just believe that there's grass on the ground even though you know that it's just very dirty tile yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously I have a different perspective of red because you know Ben had to step out and I stepped in, which I love because I haven't been on stage and like moving on stage and done that in I don't know five years. Um, but to me, I mean, right now nobody can see it right now. But I mean, it feels just like we're at someone's just dingy art studio. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, it's very intimate, and you know, space has to go with with each show. So when we when 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 I pick the shows had a lot to do with the space we had, but it's very transformative in the fact that we can make people, or you guys, can make people believe that they're in a different space and they're coming every week and they believe yeah. they're in a different space. It is very, it's very cool. Um, so, uh, have you, you guys have seen almost every show this summer too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
what do you think uh, you would say about your, your uh, colleagues' work? What's something that you noticed uh, or picked up or said, I love that and I want to now maybe try something like that in, in my work or any small detail or anything like that that you've seen your colleague do that, that you felt was, uh, was noteworthy? I felt like uh, with Alex and Jackson's shows, I thought while I was watching Greater Tuna, I thought to myself, Jackson directed the show. Like, I, I could feel it. Like, I could feel Jackson's humor and his wit and everything about Jackson was over the show. It felt like there, like Jackson's presence was there. Because, like, I've known Jackson, long, known for a long time. With the wolves, it was the exact opposite. I could have just thought that you directed the show or anyone else did. I'd have no idea. But it was because Alex directed the show that it felt like he had taken himself out of it and just directed these girls the way that the script should have been done and did not really place any Alex on it, it felt like, other than his direction, his art style, and his way of talking. Um, and it felt like he had taken himself out, which is exactly what Alex would do. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the most that, Alex It's the most thing Alex thing ever is to, to do something great and then just take himself out of it well, completely. Just imagine uh, for a second that Alex Jeffers, who we've known forever, mm -hmm. comes into a building and then someone says, hey, I need you to direct this show with 10 teenage girls, <laughs> and that's it. You have 10 teenage girls. It's you <laughs> directing this show with just 10 teenage girls, and it is very heavy in the... In, in that department, mm -hmm. the you know the topics uh, that they covered were teenage girl topics. Uh, so I think Alex, yeah, what you what you said, Alex did a good job of uh, you know his notes were not this is how girls do things, yeah. you know, because the cast members know that. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for a director to yeah. think they know more than the cast. Yeah, that's just that's just our our spot in this show is he's the director there at the cast. It could easily be switched, you know, yeah. the next time we do something. Uh, so he trusted his cast. He did. He did. He did. He trusted his cast um, way more than I would have. Mm -hmm. I'd say that that's something that I, as watching uh, Alex was very positive. And this summer, dude, there has been so many roadblocks to try and make these shows not work. I'm telling like every show has had something Mm -hmm. Every single one. We we moved back Tuna because somebody got a surprise trip that they had to take. And so we changed the dates for Tuna. And then we had a totally different show. Graham was prepping a totally different yeah. show for yeah. weeks. And and we had a cast member step out, and we had to recruit a new cast member to change shows. Change shows completely. Yeah. 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 Um. And, and then, uh, uh, of course, you know, uh, Ben Radel and Jay Sean had been working on this uh, on red for months and then uh you know family emergency you can't do anything about it you know your life you you, you got to do what your life tells you to do yeah and, and ben had to step out and so um and the wolves it was like i think they had four rehearsals with all of their cast members there yeah which is for people who just saw the show um well, it was amazing. Yeah. If you know that, if you also. Know that, if you know that, yeah. If you know that they almost never were all able to be in the same room. Right. At one and time. And it wasn't out of like malicious intent. It was you know we had four or five girls in that show that were are working full time, yeah. and doing that show. Uh, we have a few that were working on JTF and going to Texas during rehearsals and stuff like that, and they still were able to pull off amazing work. 
Uh, Graham, your show um, was unique because you had a uh, veteran in, in Spark terms. You yeah. Had a veteran who's been here for a while. Wheezy Brand has been here since she was say, 11, 12 years old. Um, playing opposite of someone who is, it was their very, very first stage show ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was. So uh, talk about the difference in, in kind of like how you, you, you need to act. You need to to direct to your actors, mm-hmm. and and your actors have different experiences. So how do you make yeah. them? I, it, I'll say it, it can be a challenge, but also you have to start where they are. You can't try and pack on. I think everything at one point. Um, so I I was lucky enough with Wheezy that we, um, she had carried over from the first project we were working on. And so she had already kind of learned my language and uh, just our working kind of flow was together. And then Caleb came in and it was like a whole new opportunity and um, with someone new. And so we had to establish our working flow and how we work together. And I'm very lucky to say that it was his first stage show ever and I say you have to start where they are. Caleb starts at a very, very high point. He is a very, extremely talented young man. Just raw potential all over the place. Yeah, he's 14 years Four, old. Yeah. He's 14, and he's incredible. And so all, I had to just show him. The, the biggest challenge was letting him take control of the character himself. I guess that was it because he had all of the ability and knowledge that he needed to it was i uh he needed to give himself permission to just do it and just be it and exist in it and i think we finally really got to that point by showtime it was in the last week where he kind of came to life a little bit and finally took ownership of it because i knew he could do it the whole time no i had not a doubt in my mind i when we I was really nervous about changing shows. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. This is going to be too much, too much. And I was like, Caleb, who are we getting to replace? And you were like, Caleb, from um, Audition Week we just had. I was like, okay, I can do this. (laughs) I was like, I immediately felt like this is possible. Yeah, and that was Uh, after spending, what, like an hour with him? Yeah, I was like two days, about two hours. Yeah. Yeah, two hours um, working with him a very little bit. And so... It was very, it was a very different experience for me directing, but it was a very enjoyable, and I was very, very pleased with the outcome. Yeah, and I, I think that it's really cool. This is I'm getting close to eight years at Spark, seven, eight years at Spark, um, and um, started, and you were fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, I was 15. Yeah. 15 when you came. Uh, and, and you started when you were 14. Yep. Um, and, and Alex was around that age, and, and Jackson was around that age when he started. Um, so everybody that when, when I started as artistic director, the average age of you guys was 14 or 15 years old. Yeah. Um, and we were doing Adam's Family, High School Musical Junior, that kind of stuff. Imagine... We've changed where the where the audience is every single time. The orientation of the room, um, which goes to uh, our, the tech direction side, where every week we were 
pointing the lights a different way. Yeah. Had, you know, we want different colors here. We want them to hit here. We, how are we going to put the audience? Um, so, uh, tech wise, uh, did you, did you like having a new like blank canvas every week? Absolutely. It, uh, it was really great with, um, it made every show feel like a new experience, especially for any audience member that were were to come and see all all the shows this summer. They didn't see anything that could have been like, okay, they just slapped up the next thing for the next show. Like, we rebuilt the room pretty much every single time, had to plan out the seating so that the audience could get a new perspective but also still feel involved with the show while using that to sometimes build the area like the audience was so close to this side of the room for when this side was the bedroom Brian you and because of the small space it made it feel like a teenager's bedroom you know they don't have the world's biggest room so like just how we use the audience and how we use the light made every space feel different for Wolves that was on a soccer field, everyone was around the room and spread out, so they had as much room as possible. The one for red that we have right now, I would describe the audience seating as a gallery, which I think works very well for an art studio. So it's very small things that's even just the placement of seats that can make a show feel so much more immersive and like how the show needs to be right. and I thought that what we did this summer was just amazing yeah I really like the the idea of you know and we and we have our, our audiences we have had a lot that have been here every single one of these shows they walk in and it's and it's a new experience for them they were here one week ago yeah. and they truly believe they're watching a show in a in a teenage girl's bedroom yeah they were immersed in that and they're gonna walk in uh, tonight, by the way, is opening night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening in a few hours. Woof. They're going to walk in here and we'll have, it's almost like their memory is of that bedroom existing just on this wall back here. Mm -hmm. It's not even in their brain anymore. Like they yeah. don't, it, it's unrecognizable. They're in a new space and they're able to differentiate between last week I was here and I believed it. Last The, the other week I was on a soccer field and I believed it. And now I'm in this very uh, small condensed gallery style seating for this for this art show and, and I believe that I'm here um, and I, I think that that's helped our uh, just the environment has helped a lot when I walked in for Wolves I don't think I thought because my show was the week before and I don't even think I thought about the set or the thing I don't think it entered yeah. my mind once I was immediately just like this is Wolves yeah. I'm here to see a show um, and other, I think it's worth noting that all of us came to our different seating layouts, which every show has a different seating layout. We weren't told, hey, can you come up with an interesting way to seat your audience? No, we just kind of all did it. And then it just worked out that we all had completely different ideas for how it was going to be, for how the layout of the room was going to be. Yeah, it's been interesting because um, all of us have been able to work so well together. And the the artistic director, director, tech director relationship through this whole summer, even having rotating directors, has been effortless and seamless. And we understand that nobody feels like they are above the other. They understand that if I have a question about where a light is placed, I know who to ask. If I have a question, 
and we've worked so well together and going back to how we set up the rooms you know i i always wanted this summer to be different every week um but it, that's not something that i expressed to you guys uh i just said here's your space and graham was like i like the idea of using this wall over here and i was like cool i've never <laughs> thought of that yeah. ever i've never thought of an orientation for a show in this room to be facing this wall and now i can't think of a another way to set that show i can't think of an in any space ever any one room show you're ever gonna do in here you're probably gonna want to set it on that wall yeah (laughs) no matter if whatever space we had to do i and you i now think that this is the best space to ever do that show yeah right and the same thing with wolves you walk in and you're like i i feel like and they used every square foot of this room um if there wasn't a chair there they were in it yeah and then you have jackson's who is more um classic proscenium style they it use was, the off stage it was very much played out like a live radio show so it made sense yeah. for it to be in a proscenium style stage yeah and the fact that they had to change costumes a yeah. thousand times <laughs> to have these off stage things yeah. work um and then to turn it around the opposite way, use the stage as now like risers. Um, it's just, it worked out really well. And none of it was like, hey guys, this is my idea. I need you to do it. It was, hey Caleb, this is what I think the show should feel like. You know, I, I went to Alex and was like, um, the seating layout, what are you thinking? Um, and normally when I ask a question, I already have my answer. You know, but I'm not going to yeah. go to you and say, here's my answer for you. I already know, like, in my head, I'm like, this is what I think. But so I go and I ask Alex, and he's like, oh, I'm thinking, like, we have it on both sides of the room, and, and we use it like a runway. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. That's, that's it, dude. Yeah, that's, like, it. that's it. Um, and so just, I, I, I think it goes, I mean, we've, we've worked together on who knows how many shows. All four or five of us. I counted at one point yeah. of like how many shows I did at Spark. It was, it was a lot. I think lot. it was like 20 something. Yeah, like, got to be. Cl- I, I think mean, you were. I think you had more than me because yeah. I was only able to catch three years of high school yeah. doing it. Yeah. So I mean, we we work well together. Um, Dalton, um, you are in a unique position to where your artistic director is also the actor that you are directing. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is also a weird dynamic, but also a dynamic that has not, we haven't had any trouble with that. We step in and out of the roles. Um, What is it like directing someone who directed you for 20 shows? Yeah. Well, to begin with, like, just before this even, like, show week or before you were put in the role, like, I turned 20 this year, and there were, like, kids coming up to me, like, Jay Sean and Taylor Beth, who are, like, part of Red, and also, like, Kayana, who is in The Wolves, like, Easton like coming up to me and asking me for advice like I'm an adult to these people which is horrifying because like I think I'm still 14 and asking you to take me to the movies like (laughs) so like like, because I don't have a car yet so it's really weird and it's also like I know how you work so whenever you were put in the role I was like immediately like I'm so scared like I don't know what he's gonna do and like I'm not really gonna like try and push him too much like I don't know what to do and then you started and I was like he doesn't know what to do. Like, like, cause you did it and that's okay. Cause you have been on stage. Yeah. And, and so it was like Tuesday. I was like, all right, we got to get tech ready. I'm going to talk. And then Wednesday I was like, 
okay, I'm in the show now. Yeah. So I had no time to know what to do. So yeah, I no. literally was depending all on As you. As we were doing tech, like, we were doing, like, character development. I was asking you questions and stuff because I was trying to, like, make it deeper um, for you because we don't have much time. But trying I, to pack in the whole process. Trying to pack in the whole process <laughs> in into, like, yeah, like, four days. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's been, it's been really fun for me because, I don't know, I think the, that I respect you obviously but we're also like very close so like i know that if i ask you to do something especially with this like you know that that needs to be done and then you do it um but also like directing you is much different than directing Deshaun, and not just because he's been in the show for a while but because you're two different people so like i can't use the same language that i use with Deshaun with you and that's that's just like how it is um but the language i use with you is is a lot more objective based and um question i ask you a lot of questions about like what are you trying to accomplish with this and like what do you think this is and like asking you about the dynamic of like the music because i think a lot of this play a lot of plays to me i think every play that i've ever like um analyzed has music to me um the way that shakespeare scans all of his lines um with i am big pander i am big pander um i think it goes for every show um, and I think this one has such good music because John Logan is such a good writer. And I, have, I obviously have an idea of what that music is. And I think Jay Sean also has his idea of what that music is. And I think you also have that idea. So putting all of that together and trying to get the music to go well together has been really fun these past two weeks because we all have different ideas of what that is and these language of the characters. Um, and I think now, last night, it sounded beautiful. It was yeah, great. I think um, it's, it's going to be a great show. It's really, you know, we talked earlier about different directing styles um obviously at spark over the past seven eight years i think i'm close to 50 shows which is stupid Stupid. (laughs) 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 um and i mean you were there for my first one yeah you were there and you were there you're both cast in the first show i ever directed at spark which was adam's family um and I had no idea what I was doing. Now, not like I've been working on cars for 10 years and someone told me to go. I mean, I've been doing theater for 10 years before I took this job. Um, and from then to now, to just allow yourself to be okay with not knowing what you're doing, and then now I have a process. And now I feel like I even have a style to where you could be like, oh, Caleb directed that. Oh, Caleb did that. was a Caleb Brooks piece. That was it. Um, I think that Dalton directs the closest to uh, how I would direct a show. Um, So I think that me being thrust into the show with you as the director, uh, I feel like we we just have a lot of nonverbal communication that we just get. Um, And the fact that you, you do a lot of metaphorical directing as in like, uh, think about this kind of like this and like this to try and get your actors to understand, um, which totally works for me. Yeah. I use like Spider-Man. Literally I talk about Spider-Man so much in the play because I think the dynamic between Tony Stark and Spider-Man that, you know, you and Jay Sean have both watched in this movie is something that I can get across and not 
a very abstract expressionist artist in the 1950s and a figment of our imagination. Like, that's really hard to come across, but if I can relate it to something that we all know and the relationship that we get, it's like, oh yeah, so how do we do our version of that yeah. with these lines? Or sometimes I've said like, hey, Jishan, imagine that uh, Rothko is just your grandpa and you're trying to get some money from him. And then I would say, I'd tell you like, uh, this is just a kid who failed a test and you don't really want to get across that he failed a test, but you want to know, you want him to know that you're upset with him because he failed the test. And then we do scene one and I can see that, but it still makes sense within the play. Those still work together well, even though I gave you two situations that have nothing to do with the play at all. You just deliver the lines as if this is what you're talking about, and it's great. It comes across better. Yeah, it's awesome. and you get you're very passionate outwardly about what you're doing. Um, and on the other side of that coin, which I love this because I've had I've get to watch this relationship for five years or so, and that is Dalton Causey and Alex Jeffers. <laughs> um, now they are great friends, and and what I'm about to tell you. Is, has nothing to do with their relationship, but they are the two most opposite-thinking people <laughs> of all time, and they attack problems differently, and they they see art differently, and they uh, direct differently, completely and totally differently, and both still arrive at the same point, which I think is beautiful. Um, but you are very outwardly passionate and and blunt. Which is great because me too. Um, now watching Alex, Alex is here the whole time, just right here. Hey guys, um, I'm actually just thinking maybe just you know go to the left next time. <laughs> you know? But that he's attitude, such a calming present. He's a calming present. That attitude makes those ten teenage girls be quiet. You know what I mean? He never is like, "Hey guys, be quiet." You know? Could you imagine? He's—I mean, no, he's not. No. But you know, he's like, "Hey guys, listen up." All right, we're gonna start from the top of scene one, and um, really need you guys to get those lines down. All right, <laughs> um, would be disappointed if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and like, but that's what that show needed. That's what that show needed. If Dalton directed the Wolves, it would have exploded. Because it, it would have exploded. It would have been a horrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Graham. Graham is very... Um, I, I picture it like um, there is... So we're big Game of Thrones fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm picturing uh, season seven and you have Danny's table where she's mapping out the war. Yeah. You know what she's yeah. talking about? And you're like, here... But if that goes there, then this is here, and then this is here, and then that's what I want. Go. Like, that's what I, I feel like you're very, like, over the top looking at the whole show. But if Wheezy's crossing left here, later, like, later on, I need her. You know, like, you're very... I can't, like, we can't be here too much. Yeah, I'm... Pictures and the visual is big on me. The two mm. things I think I spend the most time on in any process is getting the pictures right, and then I spend way too much time at the beginning of the process on table work. I know I do, but like I'm very much like yeah. like music, language, getting that right. Once I can get the sound of the show right, I'm like very I'm yeah. much more comfortable. Um, but I'll just 
yeah, the picture of the show is super important to me. And it, I'm st- I feel like I'm still in a place where I'm developing my process. Like, I haven't done enough to say, like, this is my style. Mm-hmm. I'm still experimenting and trying to figure that out as I go. Um, but one thing I have noticed, a trend starting, is I, I love for um, to have actors, like, the first time I do something, I just want the actors to, like, try it. And then my overview brain goes and now if that's our baseline what we're starting with for this to work we need this needs to shift this this needs to move to get the picture and then i always have like every scene at least two or three pictures that we have to hit like we have to see this image like where if you froze framed here you would have the best promotional picture you could have like it tells this this one image tells everything you need to know in this moment and even before the show like the mood was set like you had taken like the pre-show music the lights like i knew what kind of show i was getting into but then also like the moods got across from your actors caleb and wheezy like it was perfect and with the lights in the show and the music like everything fit together so perfectly and the audience could see where the show was going until the twist and then and none could. of us knew where anything was going so it was crazy but you did such a good job of directing the mood and the emotion of the play that i felt safe like i felt safe sitting right there and watching the show for the next six hours because like i felt like i knew what was going to happen but i still like wanted to see what these two kids were going through and it was fun it was it was a great show to watch but i i really like that you can tr- control the mood and the emotion of the play so well yeah if you need just anybody out there, if you're looking for someone to make a playlist for your pre-show, <laughs> the master right here. Yeah. That's it. Like, I, I mean, we literally sat down and spent 20, 25 minutes on the pre-show playlist, right? Yeah. I mean, and we were like, what about this one? Doesn't work as well. It doesn't work yeah. as well. Yeah, what about this one? Yes, that one. Um, and still, like, to this day, I have... The Spring Awakening playlist that he made last the best year. One. <laughs> it's the best one, guys. He made a Spring Awakening last year, which uh, one year ago today we closed Spring Awakening, which is crazy. Um, so I have that one still on my phone that I'll just go back and be like, yeah, I'm in that kind of mood today. Yeah. And then I still have the I New one, which I don't mm-hmm. have any other ones from this summer yet are still on my on my phone, but I still have the I New one because I'm like, you know, uh, I'm driving to Troy and back, and I'm like, oh, I feel like, you know, not – all the way crying, but like almost. <laughs> so, so like, yeah. If you need a pre-show playlist, go to Graham. So, um, Pete, we haven't had much construction. No. This this summer. No, um, not at all. Which also goes back to what what do you need to make a really good straight play, uh, actors and director? I mean, that's yeah, that. but. I do think that the sets um, that, that you've done, that, that we've designed and stuff, have been perfect. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I know that you have experience in set dressing, mm-hmm. um, not only here, but on a, on a full-length motion picture. Correct. Um, so talk about the role of the set in, in all of these shows. Well... Now, I'm always on the stance that any show can be good with a black box, and then anything else added after that is just icing on top of the cake. Um, 
as the shows have progressed, uh, we started with Greater Tuna, which was literally just black box on top of this proscenium-esque stage, and it worked out very well for the show that it was. It was a comedy, bit-by-bit kind of show, so it worked out very well. Um, the next one we had was I and You, which had a lot of set in it, but we didn't build anything, as it was a teenager's bedroom. So we borrowed stuff from everyone and to make it feel like something that people, someone lived in. Because we can't build the feeling of it being lived in, really. Yeah, I think we nailed the mm-hmm. feeling lived in. Like, for example, we had, like, like gummy snacks that and week. And Coke cans. And instead of throwing away our gummy snack wrappers, we just threw them on, the yeah. <laughs> on the desk and, and on the side table. It felt like a girl who had been trapped in her house for months has been living in her house for months. Um, we couldn't have done it though without Wheezy, our actors. A lot of the dressing of it, yeah. just we were like, Wheezy, can you just? I don't own high school girl stuff. Can you just bring <laughs> stuff from your house? Yeah. And we just th- we just put it everywhere, yeah. all over the place. And My yeah. favorite was when we, me and Pate, go to Walmart to buy a bedspread for a teenage girl. <laughs> we're texting Graham for affirmation, and it was just three guys picking out. <laughs> well, I immediately was like. Every time you sent one, I was like, hey, Weezy, come look through with these. Yeah. With me. I was like, come look through, yeah. come look through these and with me. And we did get a very cute one. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. Very nice. But yeah, then after that, then we had the Wolves, which I sadly wasn't too involved with. And it was very much to the same point that I like to make with the Black Box, in which it completed everything that needed to be done without even any black boxes. It was just no an sense. empty stage, and you knew just from the mood lighting and everything exactly where we were from how the actors portrayed the area that they acted in. It was all just... You could have... It felt like we built a set with just words and lighting. Yeah, and I think they they nailed it. And uh, shout out to Alex, because I was in awe of his blocking in that show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, how he used the space and how he was able to uh, create the dynamics even with every single picture, you're having five backs in your face, which is like a cardinal rule that you learn when you're like 13. Don't yeah. turn your back yeah. to the audience. But the way he was able to uh, block in that runway style uh, show, I thought was I thought was great. Absolutely. And then, of course, we get to this show, which has stuff that we built. We built stuff for this yeah. show. It's the first one this summer that we've built stuff for. And uh, it's even though we've built stuff, it's been very simple. We built three tables, one a bar, one a paint table, and one just like a regular dining table that is also being used for paint because it's an art studio. And all of them are just painted black. And any details that they have are very minute. But it feels very much the vibe of Rothko, this man who... He wasn't trying to be the biggest thing while also trying to be the biggest thing. And so anything that he had was stuff that he potentially just found or made himself. So it feels very much of a... he has It's built what he needs and nothing more. And I really like it just because it portrays both simplicity and a mess, which 
very much describes this play very well of a simple mess. Yeah, I, and uh, this is going to be released after uh, all of you have seen Red, um, so I'm not spoiling anything by saying this, but spoiling um, it for me, but it's fine. Uh, the <laughs> the choice of all of the furniture and everything you see in here being black is on purpose. Oh, yeah, it very much has to do with lots of dialogue and lots of emotions yeah. from the show. It is on purpose, and Dalton specifically wanted it for a reason. Um, now, I know that, like, when I first came to you guys and said, "Hey, do you want to do you want to direct a show this summer?" Um, you know, I sold it with the you know we don't it, low budget to no budget. Um, so all of you probably came in thinking, "Well, I'm going to use black boxes." And we'll we'll get it. We'll get it. And um, now we use a lot of black boxes. I mean, Jackson used only black boxes. We have about five black boxes out here for red. Um, and I think we could have still elicited the same emotional response from the audience if we just used black boxes for your show. But I also love the, the that we were able to create with a space that most people would walk into and say, "This is too small." Or a budget that most people would would see and say that's too small, um, or a cast that most people would say and say that's too small. They're too young. Uh, they can't do that. And we were able to do some shows this summer that, uh, and this might sound self-congratulatory, but um, very very good theater this summer, without spending a lot of money, and without. Um, a 500 seat auditorium and I feel like it gets lost a lot of times in a performance that hey we just did this show and we sold out a thousand people that's awesome I would love to be in that situation everybody would love to be in that situation um, but doing five shows in one month all of which were unique and had a unique vision and a unique set all for I don't, I don't know if we've spent a thousand dollars total on all five of these shows um, which is unreal um, all of which were immersive and told a story and left people different than when they walked in whether, whether it was they laughed ridiculously hard at Jackson's or um you know, f the emotions that you feel after I and you are what? <laughs> wow. Um, why? Why? <laughs> it's just like, and, or almost like, I know that I feel something and I have no clue what it is right now, you know? And then uh, the wolves, I think what I love about the wolves so much is the truth. It just felt true, honest just like this is happening right now you know this is happening and I'm watching it happen right now and it's just authentic um, and then Red which is to use the director's words just nasty yeah I love nasty I love messy which like I don't associate with because I used to be a huge germaphobe I don't like dirt or anything on me I can't go to bed without my feet being clean um but like I love making a mess on stage. I think it's so much fun to have like a really nice set and then just completely destroy it. Or like really nice costumes and then just like get paint all over them. 
Um, I like messy. I like fighting. I like nasty words. Um, I love red. But, like, beginning with, I was horrified to direct the show because I got this script from a grad student who was like, you can't read any other play until you read this play. I read this play and I was like... That sounds very Rothko to say. Yeah, really, it was. <laughs> and so immediately I was like... I sent this script to Ben and I was like, we should do like a reading of this and we were going to do a reading of this and then mm -hmm. we didn't. And then I pitched another show for you to, for me to direct and then you messaged me about Red and I was like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. I texted you yes because like... But I was like, I can't do it. Like, I can't do this. Because yeah. it's such a big thing. But like, theater is for everyone. Like, like there's no limitations. There's nothing you can't do just because of your age or the way that you think. Literally. Like, I would give this show to Graham or Pate or you. And we would all direct it beautifully, I'm sure. Or The Wolves. Beautifully, differently. Beautifully, differently. Yeah, everything. Different. The biggest show to the smallest show, like, you should treat it the same exact way. Absolutely. Um, and I think after, I mean, still during, I mean, with vaccinations and stuff, getting back to live theater, like, a lot of us were probably thinking, I know I was, like, we're not back in it yet, so I can, like, you know, go in this easy. It's going to be real smooth. Everything's going to be fine. But, like, we're back in it. Like, we are back into live theater. It's back in full force. So, like, one, that's a scary feeling because I haven't been back in live theater in two years, I guess. Like, so it's wild that we are fully back in, in here doing this, but it feels great, um, and it feels like a really fresh um, return, I think, back in. Yeah. I... I uh, yeah, most of the time we do musicals here. Um, I love musicals. We all love musicals. Musicals are, you know, musicals are the pop music of theater. Yeah. yeah. You know, and regardless on if you're like, I don't like Taylor Swift, you're singing it in the car, so I don't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> so, so this is not me saying like, well, actually, straight plays are. I love musicals. All right, audiences love musicals, and theater companies love musicals because audiences love musicals. Yep. But I have loved every second of this summer because it is, first of all, um, I, I'm going to shout out some of my favorite acting performances from this summer, and this is not to uh, you know, negate other people, but I think that some of this stuff needs to be shouted out. And after you can tell me any of y'all's that you're like, this one stood out to me. Um, I thought Feb in Greater Tuna was hilarious and um but Cade McCall and how he was able to change his characters uh was beautiful and even in a stupid show that's meant to be stupid I thought that he did a great job um and then I knew uh Wheezy Brand blew me away I mean been directing her since she was 12 years old. You directed her in a couple of shows. Yeah. Um, Pate, you probably directed her I think so. in a couple of shows. I mean, she was, I mean, this group that we all called the Littles, you know, they're now 16, 17 years <laughs> <laughs> um, well, And she, I mean, she brought that character and, and we've talked about the set, we've talked about the lighting, we've talked about the direction. Um, I, I, I think that Wheezy really, really made that show what it was. I think her performance um, was beautiful. The Wolves, it's, a, it's an ensemble show, 
so nobody was but I think Kasha <laughs> Kasha um, Kasha started when she was 14 or 13 or 12 I don't know she's just now 18 right yeah, yeah. so six years she was 12 in high school music school something yes. like that yeah. which is insane uh, she hadn't been on a show since Legally Blonde she comes in to Wolves and if you guys saw the Wolves and you guys saw what Kasha did during the Wolves while having the least amount of scripted lines um, I thought that was amazing oh, yeah. I thought that was unreal I thought that um, obviously we had some powerhouse actors in that show that have been doing it forever and continue to do it forever and they're just very very good um and um red jay sean mcdonald is not real <laughs> no he's 16 years old um and I mean, I'm literally acting with him on stage, and he has a few monologues where I just feel like I'm the audience and I get to watch this too. Um, it's really, really cool. Not only, like, I, so Dalton, um, his first big role ever was Nick Carraway in Gatsby. Great Gatsby. Yeah. You know, it was like 5,000 lines, and you were the glue of the show. And I was like, wow, Dalton. Wow. Um, I get the same feeling from Jay Sean in this show. It's just like he's 16 years old and holding his own against this monster of a show. Um, and it, it blows me away even while I'm supposed to be like angry, mad at him in the show and he's like giving it to me. Uh, I still just am like, this dude's 16 years old. Yeah. There's no way in the world at 16 I would be able to do what he's doing right now um, so I think it's really cool that we've created the space for these people to for one feel like they can do it which is the one thing that gets in the way of most of us as performers is the feeling that we can do it um, and two to do it at the level that they're doing it so is there anything like performances that have that have stuck out to you guys this summer I thought Kasha, and I'll be blunt, had the best 45 seconds of acting I've ever seen at Spark. Period. I thought it was the best acting I've ever seen at Spark, and it was 45 seconds long. It was ridiculous. It was so good. Like, I was, like, astounded. When her arms crinkled against the wall, I was done. I was done. Hey, hi, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. I was done. I was done because there's no point. There's no point in continuing to do this. Um, I thought that was amazing. I thought Holden has come such a long way from where he began at Spark. Like, because he was, was he 11? 10 or 11. 10 or 11? Yeah. And now he's about to go to college. And he's not even going into theater, right? Yeah, he's going into political science. I think he's minoring in theater. Okay, yeah. First. But still, like, amazing work. And he was great Matilda as well. Like, he's yeah. come such a long way, and I love seeing that because I've been beside him the whole time. Um, he's been on almost every show that I've been in. Um, and then the Wolves, I felt like everyone had a reason for why they were cast and why they were perfect for the role they were cast in. I thought Maggie was the heart of the show, um, heart of the team. I thought that Sydney was casting a role that I would never cast her in, and she was the only person that could be casting the role after that. Um, and I thought Riley's delivery was perfect. I thought Kayana and Ella did such a good job as the Littles, and they held their own perfectly. Mm -hmm. um, and then 
Wheezy, obviously, has come a long way. And then Caleb has obviously come a long way in two weeks. Like, <laughs> two, 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 three, three. two to three yeah. weeks. Yeah, like, if you count actual rehearsal time, because there was also a couple gaps in there, like, two weeks. Yeah. That's insane. He was amazing. They both were. Um, and to tackle, like, that script. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jay Sean, I had no idea. I've never talked to him before. I had no idea what he was like. I had no idea. Um, so when I sent the script and he was like, yeah, I loved it. I was like, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, sure. And then got there and I started asking him like questions about this and this and this. And he had every answer. Like he was prepared. And when I would say like, all right, we're going to try this technique, this acting technique. Are you going to be, do you feel comfortable doing this? He was like, yeah. And he did it perfectly. And the monologue that he, that you're going to see tonight that he does, uh, is one of the best, one, again, one of the best acting performances I've ever seen it's, so far. It's, it's crazy. And, um, a little background. Uh, Red was something that we wanted to do a reading of all the way last summer, last or it was this, just, just January. This this, January. Okay, so it's something. I mean, COVID is the reason that it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and it was supposed to be you and Ben, and yeah. and, and you in the role of Ken. Um, and even coming into this summer, it was it was Ben and Dalton um, that was going to do it. Um, and then I'd text. Dalton and I was like, have you thought about maybe directing uh, the show? Because I really think, I mean, we have this kid who I think can do this role. And Dalton was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to direct this show. Yeah. Um, and it was Jay Sean. I was like, I mean, the dude has been here for one year. Just so you guys know, a year yeah. ago he was doing I Don't Want to Talk About It. It was such something we've all done yeah. <laughs> multiple yeah. times. Everyone's gone through the I Don't Want to Talk About It gauntlet. Um, so a year ago he was – he played Kyle and I don't want to talk about it who is originated here at Spark by Pate um, and then Pate worked with directly with Jay Sean one yeah. year ago and uh, Pate comes comes back comes back to the house and is like this this kid is ridiculous <laughs> yeah it was first day we were sitting down and going through stuff and like him and I were in the back room separate from everyone else and after the first day I was immediately. This kid's better than I am. <laughs> this kid's gonna do this role yeah. better than I ever did, and I did it twice. Do you ever watch these kids get mad? Yeah, all the time. Uh, yeah, like, all like, the time. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The first thing Kayon ever said to me was that she said, "I'm your replacement," and I was like, "I've never met you before." I don't know you and then are. I watched her in the woods. I was like, "Yeah, you can have it. You yeah. can have it. Take it. <laughs> Take it immediately." Like the main thing that you just said about how we had the wolves was ages fourteen to twenty-two. And at no point was I was like, that's the 22-year-old. That's the 14-year-old. Yeah. Like, the acting, they held, like they were just, they were there, and they were part of the show, and it wasn't like the juniors. And it was just like a true ensemble cast, which is exciting to me because uh, I get to work with them this year on our, on our competition team, um, which Kayana joined in the middle of last year. She wasn't even, I mean, her first show that she auditioned for she hasn't even auditioned for a show yet. She auditioned to be on the competition team this year. Um, all of these shows this summer were um, invited casts. So no, there were no auditions. And, uh, you know, there about two years ago, we lost about 13 seniors in one year. Yeah. Um, now, granted, it was after, and this is a hot take, but the best show that this city has ever seen, period. Um, and we, and, and you know, internally we were like, 
wow, why don't like we're losing like what was the heart of of Spark? It was like this, the Rat Pack. Yeah, the core of like so like it started. We had our, um, you know, you guys were part of the founding mm-hmm. class, um, and you guys were pretty much like the first class to to graduate from from mm-hmm. me anyway. Um, and, and then we had two and three, two graduate, and then two more graduate, and then two more, and then thirteen graduate altogether. Um, and though internally you're like. Well, as a company, this has been our core for five years. What do you do now? Um, but every single show, I'm reminded that like we're we're okay. Like we're gonna be okay. Yeah. Um, I also love the fact that the core and our graduating seniors leave, um, but then they come back and contribute the knowledge that they learn as they left and they come back because they are invested in the growth of the people who have come after them. Um, so for, for me, my perspective of watching you three and, and Jackson and Alex um, direct the shows and um, from back here just watching and and. I, I love it. It's very rewarding um, for me personally, because um, sometimes you need that reminder that you know, hey, maybe you didn't uh, screw these people up beyond repair. <laughs> you know, like um, only a little. Yeah, I mean that's fine. That's normal. But you, you see that, hey, I, I I remember like I had this full circle moment when you were teaching the kiss scene <laughs> with Weezy. And Caleb, the, you know, they had a little kiss in their scene, and the very first kiss scene that I ever blocked was an Adams Family with Graham and Maddie, um, which was a whole nother thing that we'll get into next week. On. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so it was really cool <coughs> to like take a step back and kind of realize the seven years, and now these people are all over, but they're still a part of Spark and, and the growth of Spark and um, this is my first time that I've been able to take a step back and truly just like let go of, of productions and be like they got it they can handle it um, every single show so far when you move into when you've moved into this room um, you know I've come up and been like hey let's try this let's try this like, what, about, what about this what about this but never wanted to, to change your vision on anything yeah. so I really like the fact that I was able to, to to still help but also trust and take step back and and let you guys do what you do and you guys have created some of the best stuff that we've ever created in this company so I think it's really cool just for me personally to step back and watch the, the young kids that I directed now direct the young kids that I'm still <laughs> directing so I think it's really cool yeah, it was it was great. Um, it was it was really cool how we all signed on to direct, and then we're kind of just sent on our way. And we would check in and about like possible tech needs and everything. But it, it was almost like we didn't see Caleb again until we got into this room when we moved in, and it was um, really cool to like watch it develop and incubate in this. Uh, 
we were a lot of our rehearsals were over in the shop so it would incubate in the shop and it's developing it's developing and then to bring it into the room and it's like we have something and then get feedback and get um, add in all the other elements and develop it further now in this room and getting used to the space and getting it yeah. performance ready and it was just really fun process like that absolutely I remember coming home freshman year to see James the Giant Peach at the Flower Center and watching it's one of my favorite shows but at the end of the show they sing a song called Welcome Home and I started bawling like started bawling because like one some of these kids I didn't even know and also like it was people younger than me and people who I had like taught in like first stage center stage and I was like they're fine like Spark is going to be fine and they'll probably be better like this is the new Avengers. Like, they're they're gonna be great. And like now, working with them this summer and seeing all them like in these shows, it's like I'm so mad because they're so good. Like all of them are truly powerhouse actors. Not one of them is a has a has a you know a, a weakness. And if they do, it helps them out or it helps someone else out. Um, and they also love each other so much and are so open and vulnerable with each other and on stage that they they are more of a family than I think that we were like they're very very close it's, they're it, very close this whole year um which obviously was a unique year uh which kind of drove you to make the choice am I going to be close with somebody or am I going to be distant from somebody like this year you had two choices I'm either going to be really close with people or I'm not going to see anybody for a year you know um and, and they were very, very close, still very close. And the support that you see in the audience um, this summer when one or two of their friends are in the show, but everybody's showing up. Um, That's half the audience every show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's very unique and, and cool to see the, um, the culture that has been created. But that culture started, you know, in, in, in 2015. You know, um, and it's it's ebbed and flowed like normal things do, but the passion for the work and the passion for each other is is always what's shown through. Because I mean, you guys were passionate about the work six years ago, and you're still passionate about the work and each other right now. Because you guys are. All of the directors this summer are all literal best friends in real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we yeah. hang out. We <laughs> hang out still hang to out. this day. And you guys met who knows how long ago doing, you know, Willy Wonka and Shrek and Adam's family. And and now still to this day, best friends hang out all summer and still are passionate about what you're doing here as well as passionate about each other. So um, if that remains the constant here, then I don't see how – anything is going to to stop the the talent and and what we produce on stage if there's a genuine love for what you do on there and who you're doing it with so all right boys well um it's lunch time yeah 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 so we're gonna wrap up here um and hopefully this will not be the only episode um We'll try and have different guests every month and maybe check back in with, with these guys down the road later later on and see what they're up to. Um, but thank you guys for talking and sharing your experiences. And uh, we'll see you guys later. See you. Thanks see for you. having us.